Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Oh, the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. It is the presence of God that makes a difference, not just the power. You can have an atmosphere where the power of God is, but the presence, that glory, is not there. And so you see miracles, but nobody is transformed. Nobody encounters the person of Jesus. But where the presence of God is, oh, that should be the desire of our souls. That should be the hunger of our souls. Where we come and we meet Jesus. Oh, that I may know you. That I may know you. That was Paul's prayer. That I may know you. Not just your power. That I may know you. That I may know you. Can so, that become somebody's prayer tonight? That I may know you. That I may know you personally. That I may know you. Oh, Rabbi Shandala Babai. That I may know you. That I may know you. Not just to experience you. But that I may know you. Not just to hear about you. That I may know you. The Bible says that the children of Israel. They knew the acts of God. They knew the hand of God. But Moses knew his ways. Moses knew his heart. That I may know you. That I may know you. Not just to experience your hand. But to know your heart. But to experience your heart. Open my eyes, let me see you. Open my heart, let me know you. Open my mind, let me understand you. And understand your ways. Oh, the highways of the Lord. They are ways which are higher than the ways of men. As far as the heavens are from the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. And his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Oh, that we may know him. That we may know him. Ramon Not just an experience. But a deep knowledge that I may know you. Mandele 
Mandele bele 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 Mandele bele 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 Mandele bele 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 baba baba Re baba baba Re baba baba Re baba baba I may know you Lord Oh Shabala baba Oh Job said I have heard of thee by the ear Hearing of the ear But now my eyes have seen Oh and he prayed for the Christian church. He said, I bow my knees before the Lord, the God of our Father Jesus, the, the Father of our Lord Jesus, that he may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and of knowledge, oh, of, of revelation, in the knowledge of him, that I may know him, in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him, for in the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. And we begin to know, we begin to understand the hope of his calling. And of the riches, and of the riches, and of the riches of his inheritance in the saints. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, la bashanda la bababaya. Libroza ganalavendias. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. By the power of your spirit. By the power of your spirit. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. Every one of my days. Every one of my days. Every moment of my life. Every moment Help me to know you. Say, give me a desire. Give me a desire. A hunger. A hunger. To come after you. To come after you. To know and follow hard after you. You know that song? Yeah. No and follow hard after you. Oh, to know if your desire is all true. This world is empty, pale and pure. Compared to knowing you, my Lord, lead me on. And I will run after you. Lead me on. And I will run after you. Lead me on. And I will run after you. Lead me on. And I will run after you. Give me one pure and holy passion. Give me one magnificent obsession. Give me one glorious ambition for my life. To know and follow hard after you. Lord, to know and follow hard after you. To grow as your disciple in your truth. 
This word is empty, pill and poor, compared to knowing you, my Lord. Lead me on, and I will run after you. Lead me on, and I will run. Lead me on, lead me on, lead me on, lead me on, and I will run. That part is very simple. Lead me on, lead me on, and I will run after you. Lead me on, lead me on, and I will run after you. Lead me on, lead me on, and I will run after you. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Oh, how I love your presence. How I love your house. That place where your glory dwells. I love the habitation. I love the gathering of the saints. Oh, Ranima Shalelo Lamianda Lavieke. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Oh, Ranama Shalabakande Rebehaya. Lenda la bakabala la la badele beando lo babosh inda la babakeri ando lo babosh alabahatas. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Give three people a high five and tell them that He is here. Come on, I said, tell them that He is here. If I don't hear, I said, tell somebody that He is here. Oh, He is here. Jesus is here. Oh, I said, He is here now. He is here now. Hallelujah. If I don't see you happy that he's here, I know that there's something in you that needs to be cast out. I said he is here now. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I thank you. Lead me on and I will run after you. That is on the screen. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, uh, get a, I, I, I don't know, but get a lot of gospel songs on your phones. Be playing them whilst you are washing the dishes, wa- uh, washing your clothes, going about your life. Okay, there's something about music. It doesn't need permission to enter into your spirit. Hallelujah. You know, when I'm speaking to you, you can decide to close the, the, the deaf ear to what I'm saying. But when there's music, I mean to realize that sometimes you are even trying not to listen before you realize and you are going with a groove. And you are going with a groove. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You see, those some people they don't know how to dance, so, so when they see some of us <laughs> give a clap of praise to Jesus. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. You know, as I was just praying in the office getting ready to come. I just saw myself in the, my spirit, and I was telling you that uh, the Lord is telling me 
That is it. Don't wait for any particular special service or program before you expect the move and the power of God. The Lord says that from henceforth, every program, every service that we have is a special service where He can do anything and He can release everything. Hallelujah. So, believe you me, you are in a miracle service. And before this service ends, your miracle has arrived. Hallelujah. Give a clap of to Jesus Christ. This week, we are celebrating our maiden edition of Micro Church Week. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, those who are not in micro churches or are not consistent with micro churches, they don't know how to clap, whether it's you clap to the left or clap to the right or clap to the center. But don't worry, there's a blessing for you as well. And within this week, uh, there are several things that um, uh, we can literally synonymize uh, this week to. They are like synonyms. It can be a week for shepherds because this one, uh, the shepherds, uh, 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 what should I say, the work that the shepherds are doing is brought into light. Glory to Jesus Christ. It's also evangelism week celebration. This is a week where we are talking about soul winning. And when we talk about micro churches, we are talking basically about soul winning and evangelism. And that is why, this, as I was studying, the Lord put in my heart that tonight's service and this week is for serious Christians. It's for serious Christians, people who really want to be Christians, who want to be children of God that God can use. You know, a lot of times when we have a powerful prophetic conference, prophetic eagles convocation, recently I heard about a powerful program that was happening around Legon, it's a heat conference, come and see. And so there's a lot of powerful programs, and you see, we are excited about these things. But then when we say that we are going to have evangelism conference, <laughs> so was it, uh, Pastor, what are you talking about? Glory to Jesus Christ. It tells about the position of our hearts. It tells about the depth of our knowledge of God. It tells about what we are, for instance, we say we are going to have a word conference. Word conference. Wow. But many, but there are people when we say a program like word conference, they will say, ah, what are we to expect? We are to expect the word of God now. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, for me, this week is a very important week because it's going to tell those who really have a heart to know God more, a heart to flow with God more. They want to know God. They want to be fashioned after the image, after the pattern of the Spirit of God. And they want to learn how their lives are supposed to be. The theme of the week is, I will build my church. I will build my church. And that is going to be my subject all through the week from now till Sunday. Will you lift up your right hand? wherever you are and say father i declare my heart is open my mind is ready to receive with humility the word of god that can change my life say i'll be changed i'll be transformed and i'll be blessed in jesus name somebody shout i believe in amen matthew 16 the verse number 18 Matthew 16, the verse number 18 jesus was here speaking and the bible says that his that who do men say that I am? So there are viewers on the outside and there are viewers on the inside. By the time you will be done with this scripture, you understand what I'm talking about. He said, who do men say that I am? I, the son of man, I am. 
who are those who are not who, uh, who, who what do those who are not close to me say about me how are they describing me how are they seeing the ministry that is upon my life let us continue to the verse number 14 listen to the answers that he gives and they said unto him that thou art john the baptist some say thou art elias others say you are jeremiah or one of the prophets you see, so when people are far away from a man of God, they can have various opinions about a man of God, which may not necessarily be true. Sometimes you go on social media and you see the way people talk about certain men of God as though they are in the bedrooms with them. They talk about them as though they eat, they, 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 when the, the man of God is eating the breakfast, lunch, supper, they see how he handles his fucking knife. They talk very just because of one little thing that they have seen about the, the man. Are you understanding me? So these are people who are not close to Jesus Christ. They don't know the time Jesus wakes up. They don't know the time Jesus sleeps. They don't know the plans and the decisions of Jesus. All they see is what they see from afar. And they too have an opinion. And they are saying that you are probably John the Baptist because John the Baptist had recently been killed. So others were saying you are Elijah. In fact, the John the Baptist one was very surprising to me because John the Baptist was alive while Jesus was still alive at the same time. Are you understanding me? So how did Jesus transmogrify to become John the Baptist? Glory to Jesus. Please, it is a word. You can look it up now. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. How was, how, so, so you see how, how absurd the opinions of people far away can be. Are you understanding me? There are people who are not in this church and then they say that they have an opinion about the church. You know, there are some people who say that nobody can, nobody can preach in this church except Pastor Kronipa. And I, 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 the first time I heard it, I laughed. I said, hey, you, what are you, this is an insult. If I go and mention it even in one steward's kitchen, everybody will start laughing. Hallelujah. And during the week of the fasting and prayer, you saw it over there. As it started from the woman of God, and she came to give us uh, a very powerful revelation about touching Jesus. Oh, there's something, there's something about the touch. I, what, what kind of touch? Oh my God! There's something about touch, you. Oh yes, there's something about touch. When Jesus resurrected, the woman was saying, "Don't touch me." Oh, there's something about the touch. I'm telling you. Look, when the serpent manifested, I uh, was speaking to Eve. Eve said, uh, "The Lord said, I do not eat of it or even touch it." Oh, the mystery of the touch. My God, and she began to give us some powerful revelation. My God, my God, and we led us in prayer. Glory to Jesus. Then the next day we saw the woman of God, Lady Linda. Oh, now she began, she began to give us research and things and about prayer. My God, the number of points that she had, the Lomi Christ. Glory to Jesus. I said, this one, I shall give you three days. Because she has to deliver points. Are you understanding me? Glory to Jesus Christ. And then we went on the next day. I took it up. And then we went into the system. Oh, and the mystery of waiting. Oh, yes. My God. We could feel the revival fire. Ah. This year we are going to, we are not going to move until we hear him. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh me, I record everything. <laughs> if you think I'm not watching, I'm watching you, Papa. Uh, there's somebody I'm practicing your tongues one of these days. 
<laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, you see, they are far away, but they have an opinion about us. That is what's happening in the days of Jesus. You see, and that is why you don't need to really get so agitated. When people don't know you, say a lot of things about you. Because they don't know you. They don't know you. Don't get too offended. They don't know you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, the more important one comes after Jesus. Now, ask those who are close to him. And that is where sometimes it gets very painful. When people who are even close to you are not able to define you and understand you and to discern you. Look at the verse number 15. Jesus said, he, he said unto them, But whom say you that I am? Whom say you that I am? What other people say about Jesus Christ is not as important as what we, who are his family members, say about him. What those who are far away those who have decided not to come to church those who have decided to hate on the Lord that is why I keep encouraging you don't go and take your lesson notes and your preaching points from social media like recently BBC Africa what does BBC Africa stand for? does it stand for Jesus? does it stand for the church? and how are they to come and tell us who a fake prophet and a fake pastor is? who are they? no, if they come and tell us who a fake president, a fake journalist is I will understand them because they exist for that. They come and tell us a fake rapper. Because they give their platform to these people. When have they given their platform that ah, a pastor should come and preach Jesus Christ on their platform? They will mute us. As soon as we say Jesus and we say there's no uh, lesbian gay, they will mute their voice right now. Because they are about a principle which is not the principle of the scriptures. When you talk about the principle of inclusion and all those things, you see, it sounds nice. It sounds nice. But see, not everybody will go to heaven. Oh, you are not getting me. <laughs> it's not about inclusion. We are not as objective as people think. You cannot be a Christian and be objective. Oh, as for me, I am a fair. You cannot be, you cannot be fair as a Christian. No, I, because they have given us what we should use as our judgment. And it's in the word of God. So we are not looking about objectivity. There's a subjective principle that has been given to us. And to those who may think that we are being a, a narcissist, or what we are saying does not make, no, 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 you see, it is not, you need to understand something. And you have created your own world, you don't have the right to judge the one who has created his world. And you have created your own world, you don't have moral authority to set principles by which men should live. And he who created the world has given us his judgment, he has given us his laws, his principles, his standards. And so, when you begin to understand these standards, that is when you begin to uh, have value in his presence. And begin to function by them. That is when his blessing and his grace rest upon you. What are you talking about? Listen, well, if you come to this church, no matter how nice, how beautiful, how educated you are, you are not as important to me as the one who is helping me to build a church. Are you understanding me? Oh yes, because you, you can come and go. But the one who is helping me to build the church, the person is sweating with me. The person is sweating with me. The person wants to follow my principles, wants to know the way I want things done, and the person is willing to work with me. But you, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
What are you doing? So Jesus wanted to know what they thought about him. Who do you say that I am? The Bible tells us in the very next verse, a very beautiful uh, something that happened. Verse number 15, Peter, Simon Peter answered and said, I thank God that Simon Peter answered and said, because I was wondering, I guess I was hoping, what did Bato, what was Bartholomew going to say? You know, those who are in class, and say, teacher, teacher, me, 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 me. <laughs> and then Moses answered and said, uh, that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, Simon Peter gave him a revelation that he did not even expect. The Bible says that in the verse number 17, Jesus said that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. That Simon Bajuna, he said you are blessed. What? You see, that is what you need to look for, seek for revelation. Look at that. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Peter. The man just by reason of the revelation that he had, that he was able to hear from God, he was able to discern the voice of God, immediately it placed him among the blessed. It's not as though someone had gone to do evangelism or had healed the sick or had given something to the poor. Just for the fact that he could hear God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Barjona means son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, my Father which is in heaven, has shown you who I am. That is why I'm telling you, you can be here with a man of God, but you don't know the man of God. And so God reveals the man of God to you. I was, when I was a student in KNUSD first year, I was there all of a sudden, my roommate, Charlie, some gangster guy, and you know that kind of guy, you? Yeah, yeah. Amen and amen. He had a certain friend in uh, Unity Hall. The guy was oh, I, uh, so annoying. <laughs> you, they have given you your room in another hall, but you come and spend all the time and sleep in a room, and you eat from your friend's cupboard. And when you finish, you, oh, the two of you move to my room. My younger son, I was on a limited economic scale. <laughs> uh, glory to Jesus Christ. Hey! And the guy goes, no, man. One day I was there, now the guy came to kneel in front of me. I said, hey, what's happening? He said, ah, me da wa nyami bjeme ni na mi hun, nyami hun nyami yem shemi. And he began to describe the magnificent, he said, breastplate be at the bottom of the sentiment. Oh, yes. I said, ah, he said, nyami bjeme ni ampa. Glory to Jesus. From that time, he started calling me apostle. Why? You see, this was not somebody who was even very spiritual. But then, as he was lying there, the angel of the Lord visited him. And he saw me, his own year group mate. We all came, we have all come to first year. School fresh. And so, he began to relate with me on a different scale. Simon Barjona. You are blessed. Why? Because flesh and blood are so revealed to you. But my father, which is in heaven. This thing was uncommon. Jesus knew that now the conversation needed to end. He did not need to even ask them any further questions because somebody has an answer. May God raise you as the one with the answer in your family. May God raise you as the one with the answer in your workplace. May God raise you as the one with the answer in your community. Receive that grace right now. The Bible says that then Jesus turned to him in the verse number 18. And he said unto him, let's look at I say unto you that thou art Peter, 
Pitei. Oh, Pitei. Umbia, 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 umbia. Glory to Jesus Christ. He said, I said unto thou art Peter. Now the word Peter means rock. And he said, and upon this rock I'll build my church. In most interpretations of the Bible, people now started saying that Peter was the rock upon which the church was built. But I see, not so. Because any revelation and understanding you have from the Bible, it should fit into the entire Bible. It's not just that area and then it will, it will not be fitting in other parts. Because the Bible says that the, 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 the pillar of the church, the chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is actually the foundation upon which the rock is built. So where does this conflict come from? You see it in the in the in the in the Greek. The Greek word for Peter is Petros or something like that. Or Petra or Pet not Petrina, surely, but something around that. Amen and amen. And the uh, the Bible says that upon this rock, that rock was either Petros or Petra. I may be mixing them. But what the meaning of the Peter's rock was, it was, a, you know, sometimes when you are walking or by the roadside and then you stumble upon a rock and then you say, ah, I'm going to pull me. So you go and you are going to try to remove the rock before you realize it's not, it's not that small thing. So there's a big portion under it. That small portion at the top is Peter. And the big one under is the rock. Is a rock. So Jesus was not saying that it was upon Peter that the that the church was being built, but upon the larger rock. And that what was that larger rock? It was the revelation that Peter gave about who Jesus was. So upon this revelation of who I am, that I am the Christ, I will build my church. So that was when the concept of the church began. The church is directly connected to the revelation of Christ. That is why nobody can enter into the church except that person has accepted that Jesus is Lord. Jesus said, I am the door to the sheep. I am the door to the sheep. No one cometh unto this pasture except through me. Except through me. So that is, that was Peter, a rock was stone. But then, the bigger boulder upon which that... So, yeah, that means that even Peter himself was also foundation upon the larger rock. Upon the larger rock. So, Jesus says that, I am going to build a church. I am going to build a church. The word church is from the Greek word ecclesia. I'm sure most of you already know that. And the word ecclesia means people have been specially called out to be brought together to form a common assembly or a gathering. So whenever we talk about church, we are relating to a gathering. We are relating to people coming from different places to be one body, to become one body. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now this revelation, when you study the Bible, God gave uh, Paul the apostle, as for Paul, the, the, the level of revelations and insight that was given to him was phenomenal, was so much. The depth of it was great. And one of it was his insight into the things, the revelation of who the church is. And you see, until you get to know him, you cannot get to know the church. That is why it is Jesus is the rock upon which the church is built. Let me show you something very quickly. Ephesians chapter number 1. Ephesians chapter number 1. We'll read from the verse number 16. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16. I'm going to move very fast. 
He said, Paul was saying that he was praying for them. He said, I did not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What was, what was he praying? Verse 17. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation in what? The knowledge of him. The knowledge of him whom God, the knowledge of him whom Jesus Christ. So he said that you need a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, he said that when you receive that spirit of wisdom and revelation, that brings you that knowledge. The Bible tells us in verse number 18, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Oh, I wish somebody would get it. No wonder Jesus said, I am the light of the world. When you come to Jesus, you receive light. When you receive light, you receive a revelation of him. Like Peter had a revelation of him. So when Peter had a revelation of him, Jesus, the revelation did not end with him knowing Jesus. It translated into the formation of something that Jesus called the church. In other words, the revelation of Jesus is connected to the revelation of his people. And into what? So when you get to know Jesus, you get to know yourself. When you get to know Jesus, you get to know what God is doing in the world in this time and in this season. What God is doing among the saints. So he said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling. Calling us to be a part of him. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in what? The saints. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. I think that people are still not catching it. When you receive verse number 17, he prays for them. And he says that, what, what does he pray for them? That God will give them knowledge. You let's forget about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. But he will give them knowledge of him. And so, when he says that, when you receive the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him, Jesus Christ. Is it no wonder Peter was one of the most supernatural apostles. Because the guy had a revelation that the one that I'm working with is not just a prophet. He's not just an evangelist. He's not just another man of God in the scene. The, man, the one I am working with has a very unique ministry. Something that is beyond this world. He caused an insight. Do you know how hard it is to see another human being and see that that person is not an ordinary human being? The person eats the same food I eat. The person goes to the same other room and goes to squeeze the face like you do. Oh, yes. The person does every other human thing that you know. And yet, the person is not an ordinary person. It takes a revelation. It takes an insight. You need to see beyond the physical. You need to see beyond the natural. And he's saying that when we cast that knowledge of him, like Peter caught that knowledge of him, he says when this happened, if you look at the scripture, it ends with a colon. A colon means, you know when you are writing your name on a book, uh, or an exercise book, there's name. What, what, what follows? A colon. And then, that, so there's name colon, and then you write, if, the, if your name is Ebenezer Kronipa, you write Ebenezer Kronipa. Meaning Ebenezer Kronipa is actually an explanation of what is before the colon. So the name is not any other name, but the name is Ebenezer Kronipa. So it is a specific interpretation of that name. Are you understanding me? So at the end of verse number 17, there's a colon. It's not a full stop. Neither is there a comma. 
is a call on meaning what is now come to talk about is supposed to be a product, a better description and an understanding of what he has been talking about. What is supposed to come out of the knowledge of him. The revelation, when you look at the original Greek, is the word knowledge is epignosis. The epignosis of Christ. When you catch that insight of who Jesus is, something happens to you. You, can, you see, that's why Paul desired that I, he said, I, I may know him. He knew that when he gets to know him, he'll be transformed. When you get to know the Lord, oh dear, that is what makes Christianity different too. The real Christianity is not even in the prayer that we come when we come for prayers. Hey Rabbi, God show me glory. Lord, reveal, open that door for me. No, 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 no. The real Christianity is something that is much more intimate. Something that is much more... Uh, what should I say? It is very personal. It is a revelation that brings a relationship. A revelation that brings an understanding of who we are. And by how do we know who we are? By knowing who he is. So the real gospel actually talks about Christ. The preaching of Christ is foolishness to the world because they don't understand. Why should we be talking about a certain man? Why are you telling me about a certain man? Tell me how I can get straight A's in school. Tell me how I can get a good job. Tell me how I can have a good marriage and maintain that marriage. Tell me about things that will matter to my life. But they don't know there is a certain anointing and grace that is in the knowing of him that affects every area of your life. It changes and shapes everything. So we can learn about Jesus from now to the rapture and we don't finish knowing him. Look at Paul in all his spectacular revelation of the Lord and says that, ah, that I may know him. He said, I, I heard yeah. And when we are looking at achievements in life, are we not looking at our status in society? Are we not looking at our, our educational background? Are we not looking at our achievements, the houses we built, the things that we have been able to acquire? But Paul says that I count all of these things but done. What we are calling achievements, he say I'm call, call, I count them but, but something, but done, but Jesus. I count them, oh dear. My God, I've just disgraced somebody's education right now. I've just I've disgraced somebody's masters right now. I've just made a, a total mess of somebody's doctorate right now. So, <laughs> Glory to Jesus. He said, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So if all of them somebody considers but down, what are we really chasing? What are we really chasing? What are we really chasing? And this is not somebody who is a wannabe. Paul, after the time that he was persecuting the church, he was a graduate and a graduate. And he was somebody that even the Sanhedrin and the religious leaders of his time and the political authorities of his time could actually trust to execute the agenda. So he was the one that they were sending on assignments. He became so popular that even the Christians who had never seen him before had heard about his name. When God revealed to Ananias that he has to go and pray for Paul, he said, ah, Papa, I have heard about him. It means that he has not seen Paul before, but he has heard about him. 
and the fear of all are then let it happen. So the man was not an ordinary person. <laughs> and when he comes to know him, he says, Ah, I consider all of those things but dang for the excellency of knowing him and being known by him. In other words, there's something that is more excellent. The, ex- the most excellent of all things is to know him. Is to know him. Listen to me. If you don't know mathematics and you know him, it's better. If you don't know science and you know him, it is better. Do you know why? The formula that formed mathematics was formed in him. <laughs> the principle that defines science was created by him. He's the word incarnate. The word made flesh. And the word created everything. Math is trying to calculate things. Is that like somebody who is bragging that I am an accountant, I am an accountant, but he has no money to count? <laughs> you have no money to count. But there's somebody who has never even gone to university before, and he has employed ten accountants, and they are counting his money. Which one do you want to be? As you decide, receive it now. As I receive it now. As I receive it now. That I may know him. Look at that. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency. Ooh. Excellence means higher. It means at the higher level. For the excellency, it means at the perfection of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. <laughs> And he was trying to see, he was trying to speak like an ordinary man over here. Because sometimes when somebody loses some friends for Christ, they say, I have sacrificed. What have you sacrificed? What have you sacrificed? You lost a little money, you lost a little time, you were, you were standing and praying for a little, your waist was paining you, and you think you have sacrificed it. The guy said, I have lost all things. All things. Meaning his reputation was gone, his money was gone, if he had a certain beloved, the beloved was far long gone. Oh yes. Amen and amen. Let me not go and talk about the beloved over here. Open your eyes when you're living with beloved because sometimes the beloved doesn't it could just not be any real thing. When things change, Job's wife run. Amen and amen. The way people are looking at me, I don't know whether you want to run away from somebody, but I am talking general. He said, I have suffered the loss of all things and I do count them but down. That I may win Christ. Can we look at that in the Amplified Version? Amplified Version. Amplified Version of the Holy Bible. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless. Uh-huh. Can you, if you could have compared everything to one screen, it could have been better. Anyway. Priceless privilege, the overwhelming. Let's go back. Go back. The priceless privilege. Huh? Go, go back. <laughs> amen and amen. As a computer, it's a computer. You know, <laughs> privilege, the overwhelming, uh-huh. Pre- preciousness, the surpassing. Look at the number of words that Amplified is bringing over here. The, that's all to explain excellence you. The surpassing was a supreme advantage 
So there's a supreme advantage. What is the supreme, uh, supreme advantage? Let's go on with Pastor. Of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So when you know Christ, you have advantage. When you know Christ, you have advantage. Oh, somebody says, oh, I know a certain politician. I know the president of Ghana. When the president of Ghana dies, you, Jesus will still be alive. Oh, I know Muhammad. Muhammad died. Jesus is still alive. I know Buddha. Buddha died. Jesus is alive. I know Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna died. Jesus is alive. Even one confused one was called Confucius. In, they all died, but Jesus is alive. My, um, my name is Confucius and I'm coming to teach you. What will I be teaching you? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, my name is Christ. What will I be teaching you? Advantage and of progressively huh, becoming more deeply and intimately. So I told you that the, 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 the depth of Christianity is about intimacy. Intimately acquainted with Him. Intimately acquainted with Him of perceiving and recognizing uh-huh, and understanding Him more fully and clearly for His sake. I have. Let's go on. I've lost everything and consider it. Let's move faster now. And consider all to be mere rubbish. Is this what I was actually looking for? He considered all things to be rubbish, refuse, dregs. Do you know what dregs are? Uh, dregs are when you have prepared a certain uh, concussion or whatever, and then they have drunk the, <coughs> let's say, um, uh, tea leaves. You see, when you have finished drinking the tea, what is left over? Dregs. What do you do with drugs? You throw them away. He says that everything he had, it is worthy of being thrown away. In order that I may win, let's go on, I may win, gain Christ, the anointed one. What, 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 what are you chasing in life? What are you chasing in life? What are you chasing in life? <laughs> Young kid! What are you chasing in life? Are you understanding me? No, I'm not saying that don't have a desire for uh, certain worldly whatever. But you see, there's a more supreme one. There's a more supreme knowledge. And the truth is that out of that knowledge, everything will come forth. So we'll go back to the verse number 18 of Ephesians chapter 1. He says that after we have known him, all of this I'm trying to explain the knowledge of him. When we have known him, he says that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we may know that there is a hope to our calling. So, when you are a Christian, you are not hopeless. When you are a Christian, there is a hope to why God has called you unto himself. Listen, don't let disappointments, don't let your past, don't let certain things cause you to be blinded. There is a hope to our calling. And he says that, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there is an inheritance in the saints. There is something that is in us. And you know, the beautiful thing that I, I, I really wanted to bring to our understanding is that he does say that our the glory of his inheritance in sin, in the in 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 a sins. But he said in death sins, meaning he's actually not just talking about individual Christian, but the collective body. There's something that comes whenever the body of Christ comes together, whenever the church is in question 
or the church is being spoken about. And Paul caused that revelation. The church. When we talk about the church, what is the church? What is the church? The church is not a building. Oh, I'm going to church. No, you are coming to the temple. The building is a temple. You know, some people say that, oh, uh, who is the church? You are the church. Please, you are not the church. You know, have you, have you heard that before? Yes, and they will be on the social media and they will be on radio preaching. And then, I saw in your dino, and then, I saw in your dino. It depends on what Asori means. If you are talking about Asori as church, it is not, you are wrong. Because the church is a gathering. The church is a group. That is why when you understand what the church is, you realize that even when two people come together, church has started. Church has started. So, okay, look at you and your children. You are all Christians, right? <laughs> she prophetess. <laughs> uh, glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Or no any personal apostle. <laughs> are you understanding me? So he says that we are the church. No, it means people call together. Look, it is, the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between a temple and a church. The church, according to the scriptures, is a gathering. But there is what is known as the temple. The temple is a place that is like a shrine. Do you understand me? A shrine where um, the object of worship or the God or the deity that the person is, 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 is worshipping or is in relationship with, that is where they meet. Are you understanding me? So when you come to the house of God, you come to church, the altar is like a shrine. People don't know, it's because we have used shrine for traditional worship for so long. Whenever we use some words, people think that it is a idea Drew should know. When we come to the house of which we are come to meet our God. Are you understanding me? We come to have an encounter with God. Last Sunday, uh brother was sharing a testimony with me. Now they say my son was sharing a testimony with me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Are we okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now my, my members are controlling me. Uh, some are saying I'm using large words. Some are saying I should be saying my son and my daughter. Uh, amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. He was telling me something. He said that hey, this year he's really expecting a very powerful academic performance. Because last semester, that was when he got connected to our ministry. He said when the results came, he had, he had, it, had blew, it blew his mind. It blew his mind. He said, I think the GPA is about 4. He got 3.6. Oh yes. Three point six I got about ninety percent. He said, Wow. And the way he was excited, I said, Ah, I did a farmer. What are you talking about? Glory to Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was connected to the altar where his God was ministering to him. His God was working what you see, when God God in your life is an advantage. When God comes into your life, there's a plus to you. You are not like somebody without God. The Bible says that the unbelievers, they are without God. They are not even a people. They are not even recognized. When you become a Christian, it's an advantage. It's an advantage. So you consider your Christianity, your relationship with God, more valuable than any other relationship. More valuable than any other relationship. I'm telling you. With any human being, what? When you meet, if you have somebody that you really love, you must introduce that person to Jesus Christ. 
must introduce that person to the Lord. Because you cannot have an advantage and say you love the other person and not bring that person into the advantage. Is that love? No, it's not love. There are many Christians who say that they love, but you see, they, 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 the Bible says, how can you say you love God and not show love to your brother? Not show love to your brother. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. There's a mystery in the church. There's a mystery in the church. So the church is not a building. The church is not a social gathering. We are gathering, but not a social gathering. Are you understanding me? We form a society, but the real church is not a social gathering. It's a spiritual gathering. It is not a money collection center. Because now, I've not heard it recently being said that, ah, now I saw your business. I saw your business. It is becoming more and more popular. Because, you see, these are people that are controlled by mammon, the spirit of money. And so, everything, they see it in monetary terms. That's why I teach you that when you are bringing your offering, don't see it as money. See it as a You see, in the old days, they used to pour blood. And when they are bringing that animal, they don't see it as an animal. They see it as something that is so spiritual that the spirits will come and take it. So when you are bringing your money to the altar, you see, you should see it. Will God even take it? Who God even take it? It's not everything that God receives to. Some of it is just the organization that takes it. Are you understanding me? No, you don't want to understand me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. You, we, we, are, we are building, I will teach you some things. It's not everything that God takes. It's if you go and steal and come and give sight of the stealing, it's just like reporting yourself to God. Ah, you go and steal and then come and give part of a stolen money. Go and say, oh, you have, you, have, you have reported yourself. Oh, yes. Oh, somebody now begin. If I see you shifting, I'll suspect you. <laughs> amen and amen. You have come to report yourself to God. So, it is not, it, it's called righteous labor. There's righteous labor. That is what God is looking for. And that is what he blesses. That's what he blesses. Righteous labor. Are you understanding me? So, the church is not a money collection center. Don't let anybody deceive you. It's a place where we bring our offerings to the Lord God and engage in a spiritual transaction with Him. The children of Israel, whenever they came with an offering to the Lord, something happened in their lives, in their businesses, in their families. There was something that happened. So, so when God tells them that, have you realized that there were times God told them, I will not accept your sacrifices? It was a serious matter. It was a serious matter. So, the church is not a money collecting center. The church is not a societal organization. It is a spiritual gathering of the people of God. It is the building of Jesus Christ. In the verse number 18, he said, I will build my church. So, it means that Jesus is a mason. He's a contractor. He's anything that is connected to building. He's a builder. So we talk about the church. We are talking about the building of God. The building of Jesus Christ. I will build my church. Building the church of Jesus Christ. I will build my church. So there is, you should see Jesus as a laborer working towards the building of his church. But the beautiful thing I discovered as I studied the scriptures is that Jesus is not willing to work alone. Jesus is not willing to work alone. So in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, 
verse 9 and 10, we see that there are other players in the building. So, there are two components or two dimensions of, uh, of workers that are working on the church. We have the gods, the God people and the man people. Amen and amen. We have the God side. So, the God side, we have God the Father, Jesus the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and all of them are working towards the building of the church. And then we have the man side, which is the, the men of God that God has called, and every single person who names himself after Christ. If you are a Christian, you are supposed to be a builder. Look at that. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter number three, verse nine and ten. First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine and ten. He tells us that we are laborers together with God. So God is laboring. You are God's husbandry. That word husbandry means a garden. Amen and amen. And he says that you are what God's building. God's building. So the laborer, we who are laboring together with God, we are building God's house. We are building God's building. So in the building of the body of Christ, in the building of the church, that which Jesus loves, the vision of God now is the church. The work, can I, can I tell you something over here? The work that God is doing in the world now is the church. Every dispensation, there is a project that God is working on, and the project is to raise a man. <laughs> The project in, in, in this world, in every dispensation of time, is in the raising of a man unto himself. You are God's building. Look at verse number 10. Verse number 10. According to the grace which he has given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another builder upon. Let every man take it how he builded upon. So, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, everybody look at me. We are all building. Every single day that you are coming to church, every single thing that you are doing in the house of God, he says that everybody should take heed. That word take it means that be careful. How you build there upon. As you are building. Every one of us, whether we are aware or not, we are building. And we are building upon a foundation that has been laid. Are you understanding me? As I'm speaking to you right now, I am building. When you leave the church auditorium or the service, you are also going to be building. So when you leave upon the message that I've just shared with you, what are you going to be building? And it tells us to take heed, meaning we should be careful. Why would somebody tell you to be careful? It means that there may be danger ahead. Or it, there could be a loss ahead. A loss means that there was a reward, but you may lose that reward. Or there could be a danger, a, a, a ditch you could fall in. So, yes, everyone, and he thank God, he, did it, he, he shows us the truth. He could have said that, so look, he, he said he called himself as a wise master builder. And he could have said that, I must be careful. Or me and the prophets and apostles must be careful. But here he says, every man, every man who was, he was talking to the church, the Corinthian church, meaning everyone that he was talking to is every man he's talking about. Everyone in the church, he said, everyone should be careful how they build their upon. So when we talk about the building of the church, we have established Jesus as the master builder. But after Jesus, there are his servants, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers who are building. And all of us as Christians, we are also building. We are also building. Whether you like speaking in tongues or not, whether you like to be spiritual or not, you are missing usu usu You are also building. Or say, Shehye! Send me a 
that's the next point. Write it down. <laughs> tell somebody she Tell somebody Ponyalo. Uh, what are the Ponyalo people? Uh, Sukongbran, Ponyalo. Hey, who is the Ponyalite here? Hey, what are the Ponyalo? Uh, Ponyalo, uh-huh. How do you say Ponyalo in French? <laughs> <laughs> what? Attention! Oh! My God, tell us about attention, attention. Hey, I need attention, attention. <laughs> Be careful. Be watchful. Oh, it's the sound. The way you are relating with that your brother or that your sister. Be careful. The way you are treating him and you are treating him in a particular way. Be careful. The way you ignore him, you ignore her. Be careful. You know that some people, apart from the pastor, they don't think anybody else in the church is important. They don't think anybody else is important. So when somebody is saying, I don't know, Papa, Papa, Papa. So, so, they can look at another person proudly. But when it comes to her, oh, like a kitten. Like a, 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 you know a kitten, a baby cat. Mm. Yeah. Now, so, but the person has been a tiger to somebody just before. It's an issue. Oh, that's a Spanish word, eh? Oh. He said, let everyone take it how he builds. Because the pastor is not the only person in the building. No? All the other brothers and sisters, they are part of the building. They are part of the building. Take heed. Be careful how you are building. If you are coming to church and you can see that your brother is not coming to church and you will walk away and just come and leave the place alone, be careful. Be careful. Attention. Don't you look? Come on now. How do you say come on now? Can you see the anointing in that? Must say it again. Moye nehi, beni oh. Hallelujah. And I rose with fear, cause I be Moye nehi, bonyalo attention. Uh, 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 Michael, uh, no, no, that Lift up a right and say, I'm a builder of the church of Jesus Christ. Say, God, make me a wise master builder. Let me build well so that I may receive the reward of my building. Hallelujah. Time is already far spent. I wanted to take us into how you can build well. You see, when you build a house well, when you stay in the house, you are secure. Are you understanding me? When you stay in the house, you are secure. 
And I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I built a house, and the people that I, call, I paid good money to come and build, the flow, Jesus. Now, when I went into the house, after some time, I ran away from the house. <laughs> and I said, I declared a, a project site. And then I have done the project site. Because it was not built well. It was not built well. But when you build it well, you can stay in there and you are very comfortable. You get a reward of your building. There are rewards that come when you build well. You know, there was a, 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 a revelation I started by story because I saw it six times. The project of God in the church is the man. <laughs> the new man. Amen and amen. But you see, my surprise, the way some people are saying, wow, wow, because I've talked this thing before. I want to go to the wedding boy. 2020, 2021. <laughs> the pot bin is still there. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Let us be careful how we build. In this microchurch week, we are being reminded that there's a building ongoing. When we, Jesus said, I will build my church. Now Jesus is no longer there. You are the one who represents the eye. You are building the church. It's a church not just for Jesus Christ, but for all of us. All of us. The church of God. Rise up to your feet wherever you are. God willing, will continue on Thursday and on Friday. So please, I told you that this service and this week is for serious Christians. The Lord told me. The Lord told me. So, <laughs> if I don't see you in church. The Lord told me that this, today's service, I think I sent a message. Uh, somebody will think that, about, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it that you are not serious? He said it's for serious Christians. It's for serious. If I actually nearly did not send it because it will look as though I'm manipulating, but the Lord just said, send it. It will be somebody's message. So, Thursday, I need some serious Christians here. Thank you. It was very spiritual, very light. Just pass through my spirit romantically. That's a blessing over here. Oh, yes. Oh, Baladadaya. Somebody's being healed in this place. Oh, yes. Kadalamashataya. Yes. You are being healed in this place. God is working on your body from your abdomen down. You are being made free. Let every pain disappear. Let every infirmity leave your body now. Oh, yes. Kadalamashataya. Confusion is being taken away from you. The Spirit of God is giving you understanding and insights. There are people over here. Ah, The Lord is opening up your brains. By next semester you are going, or next term, you are going to be one of the best students in your class. I see the Spirit of God anointing your brain, anointing your brain, anointing your brain. There are people over here. God is just going to start giving you divine ideas and wisdom. Wisdom on what to do. Yes. Oh, yes, pray in the Spirit softly now. Just pray in the Spirit softly right now. And just, just begin to fellowship with Jesus. Just begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Just softly, just softly, just enjoy His the sweet fragrance. 
The sweet fragrance of who he is right now. Reno Shalabala Mandiri. That I may know him. That I may know him. How many of us want to know him more? Oh, that I may know him, my God. I sense his sweet presence in this place. The sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. The sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. His sweet essence is in the atmosphere. The sweet essence of the Holy Spirit. There's somebody you have been feeling so all alone. You feel as though you are alone in this world. I just saw the Lord Jesus holding your hand. Holding your hand. Put his hand in your hand. Come on, keep praying in the Spirit. Keep praying in the Spirit. Keep praying in the Spirit. There's a communion. This is a real communion. The communion of the spirit and of the word. For the spirit is a wine and the word is a bread. We are partaking in the bread. Now it's time to partake in the wine. It's time to partake in the wine. The wine of the spirit. The spirit. Oh, that communion that comes by intimacy. That I may know him. of the Lord that he may dwell therein that he may dwell therein the habitation of the Lord the habitation of the Lord you are the Lord's building you are the Lord's building oh glory to Jesus we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.